Welcome back to Obstacles Under the Surface. If this is your first time listening, I'm glad to have you here. And I hope that you get lots of helpful information from the discussion today. In this episode, the reasons why two people have very different perceptions of a relationship will be discussed. How underlying past patterns play a role will be highlighted. What do you do when you are experiencing this in a relationship? How does that impact you? And can this be changed? And if not, is it healthy for you? So I want to start off with a story about Sarah and Mark. And names have been changed and some information to protect confidentiality. But Sarah and Mark were living two realities of a relationship. Sarah saw their relationship as mostly happy. She was very in love with Mark. She knew that their marriage had its issues but she believed that they were things that could be changed and worked on to have that happy, healthy relationship she thought that they both wanted. Mark had a, had a very different reality of the relationship. His perception was that the relationship was unable to be fixed and that it would be very difficult to stay together and he thought that he would be unhappy and not get the things that he wanted and needed. In a sense, he was very shut down to Sarah and to their marriage and he was not coming up with ways to try to work on it or he would deny some of Sarah's ideas. They had gone to couples therapy for some time and found it to not be helpful enough to change what they needed to change. But they continued with a new perspective that they would identify specific things that they could do individually and together to improve themselves and their marriage. And some of the things that Sarah came up with and they eventually ended up trying included things like being more vulnerable and open in their couples therapy and trying to strengthen their emotional bond They went on a couple of couples retreats that were therapeutically focused to learn and practice that connection and to really be removed from their day-to-day environment and be able to focus on what they loved about each other from the beginning and now and getting to know who they were as individuals now. 
as often happens, not always, but often, there are different efforts put into things like this and different levels of vulnerability that people are capable of. And part of that is because of things that have happened in their past, relationships from their past, perhaps things from childhood. Their family of origin may play a role. There is intergenerational trauma that can really impact a person's life and then trickle down to their relationships. So Sarah and Mark also tried spending more time together, finding hobbies to do that they both enjoyed and could just forget about the stressors and have some fun together as well as nights out. And they would enjoy these things, but things would always go back to normal once they got home and back into their routine. They also tried doing a couples type of emotionally connecting meditation that is supposed to free your mind and increase that vulnerability and increase the connection without any physical intimacy or physical touch other than maybe putting your hands on each other's hands or sitting next to each other where you can feel your shoulders touching so that you can get that human physical touch connection as well as focusing on the emotional connection through the meditation. Well, as you can expect from this story, and we'll come back to it a little bit later, Sarah and Mark end up deciding to divorce. And for Sarah, as she looks back on the marriage and she identifies the things that may have been impacting her, not only does she reveal some things from way back in her past that impacted her view of relationships and other people, including seeing Mark as bad or in a very negative light if they had a disagreement or argument or a difference of opinion, even if it would be resolved and they would move forward with the rest of their day, her view of him changed over time and she really saw him as someone who she didn't like many things about and so some of her individual work was about tracing that back to where that pattern came from in her own mind and how to heal it for the future Another aspect that can impact the perception that two people have on the same relationship is each person's level of emotional intelligence and their ability to bond and be vulnerable, as we talked about in Sarah and Mark's story in therapy and in the couple's retreat. 
Emotional intelligence is something that some people have to work on increasing. Some people have a greater amount of it naturally or from a healthy childhood or from having a healthy previous relationship experiences. But emotional intelligence is about an awareness of what you're feeling and being able to take the time to know where it's coming from and what you need to do to soothe yourself. A lot of that comforting and soothing has to come from within, has to come from you. It's very easy to look for other people to provide that for you, but it is, it's best and really crucial to get it initially within and then look to your healthy trusting relationships to add that extra comfort, validation, being someone that you can tell them everything about your thoughts on the subject. The ability to bond and be vulnerable comes from whether you have been able to do those things earlier in your life. And maybe you were able to do them and something happened or multiple things happened that taught your brain and your psyche to protect yourself from bonding and protect yourself from being vulnerable. And that's something to explore and address as well because just because you were not able to be safe or comfortable bonding or being vulnerable with someone in the past does not mean that that's something you should apply to the person now. Now I will add a caution that you want to be sure that you really truly know the person that you are opening up to bonding to and being vulnerable to before you do so because people's True characteristics come out after time when the honeymoon period, as it's called, ends in a relationship. You will see more of the characteristics in some people that are difficult for them to be that person that you can be vulnerable with and that you can really trust. So it takes some time before you're able to open yourself up and do that. But if you find over time that this is a safe and healthy person that really wants to be there for you, hear from you, validate you, you can validate someone's feelings even if you don't agree with them. You can validate that they are having that emotion at that time. It doesn't have to be rational. Our emotions don't always have to be rational. They have to be rational if we're acting on them or we're reacting or they're impacting other people in some way. But in any given moment, you are free to feel however you want. And with someone that you can truly trust, you are able to share that with them. And for people who struggle their emotional intelligence, sometimes they're not able to even have that awareness 
of their own emotions or allow themselves to have those emotions and they they stuff it all inside. They shut it down. They shut down their own emotions, let alone say them out loud to someone that they can trust. They fester inside of you. Those emotions don't go away. They stay somewhere within your body and your psyche. And they come out in unhealthy ways. And that's the real risk of not increasing your emotional intelligence, not allowing yourself to have and express any emotion that you're feeling and finding the correct ways to to express it for yourself that feel like a true outlet. Another piece that can impact people's perceptions of a relationship is their self-narrative. And that can be what I was talking about earlier with Sarah and how she viewed Mark, that her view of him changed even if they came to a resolution on a slight disagreement. But where that is often really coming from is how you feel about yourself and your self-judgment. And that is often projected onto other people and can harm them and harms you because you're not dealing with the root of it. Being judgmental of yourself or feeling negatively about yourself causes a lot of internal harm over time to you. So that's another important reason to make that part of your self-growth plan if it's needed. These are some of the ways that underlying past patterns play a role in relationships and can highly change your perception and reality of a relationship. When you are experiencing these two very different realities in a relationship, what you can do is do the individual work first that I've been talking about and then come together and therapeutically and healthily work to share those things with the other person. And each person making sure they're not being defensive, but that they're taking feedback that comes from a good place from their spouse or partner of how they need to improve their emotional intelligence or how they need to be more vulnerable, or that you see this pattern coming out in them that has to be coming from somewhere previous, and that for them to truly be healthy and be healthy for you and anyone else around them, that they need to address. If the other person is not willing to work on these things that you see as patterns and that are harmful to you or anyone around you or even to the person themselves, the relationship may not be salvageable. And I know that's a hard thing to hear, but you have to think about whether or not it is how you want to spend your time and spend part of or all of your life feeling disconnected 
and basically put in the position of trying to manage someone else's emotional struggles, the obstacles under the surface that they are not willing or not are not able to address or truly heal. How does it impact you in a harmful way? It can come out in how you view yourself. It certainly comes out in how you view the other person. It can impact your physical health. It can cause you to isolate from friends or family or things that you enjoy, things that make you an individual. And that's another very important part is to make sure that you are maintaining your individual identity within a relationship. And you really shouldn't have to explain yourself on that one. That maintaining who you are at your core as an individual is part of what makes a relationship healthy. And your partner should want that from, from, for you so that you can be the healthiest for yourself and for them and the other people around you. One of the things I tell my clients all the time when they're talking about their children and how they feel guilty prioritizing themselves when there's something they're working on or they need time just to themselves is that children want a happy parent They don't want a perfect parent. So think about how that applies to you, whether or not you have children and what that means for relationships. Can two realities of a relationship be changed? That is a huge question. The first part is it's really hard to acknowledge that you have such different perspectives on your relationship that you want to, you know, work to change that and then that you do both want to work to change that. I think it can be changed if you have the right plan and you have accountability between the two of you to bring those thoughts back together. But changing your perspective on the other person and on the relationship may mean having to face some things that are really difficult for you or that don't align with the fantasy of the relationship that you've created so that your mind can be at peace every day and um, want that for the other person. Too. For some people, there is no fantasy of the relationship. There is the complete opposite, or maybe somewhere, you know, a little further up the scale, but closer to the opposite that there is no fantasy of the relationship, that there is nothing positive about it, and that may or may not be true. So it takes a lot of personal exploration and figuring out what you really want out of the relationship and is it something that you can reconcile with or is it something that you can communicate and work to change together or is it not? I mean, like a lot of things with relationships, what it comes down to is whether or not both people are on on board to do the same or similar work 
to improve that relationship for the better or to the point where they can both be fulfilled and maintain it, maintain the relationship. If these completely different perspectives, and I can't, I, I can't emphasize enough realities of a relationship cannot be reconciled with each other to bring to some sort of middle ground or some sort of agreement of how you view each other and the relationship. Is it healthy for you? It depends on what you're willing to live with. But really, it is not healthy for you to be sharing your life with someone who has such a different perspective of the world that you're living in and who you are and what they see of you at times is not really who you are at your core, possibly. So they need to be willing to hear you out on that and challenge their own reasoning or their own conclusions that they've come to without your input, possibly, and integrate how you see yourself and what you know about yourself with this vision of who you are, what you contribute to the relationship, and what you and the other person make as a relationship together. So I hope that answers that question for you. I think that this topic is an important one. It's something that we don't always take a look at because it is not pleasant um it's not something that we really want to challenge is the norm people don't like change people don't like thinking about change people don't like thinking that maybe the way that things are in their comfort zone is not the way that things should continue But the importance of finding that for yourself is very important and can change a lot about how your life feels and how you live it and how you live it together. I hope that you've enjoyed taking a look at your obstacles under the surface and that you can use some of these thoughts and explorations in quiet times that you have with yourself and to identify how to better your life and maybe better your relationship and just find that peace in the moments of this life that we're given.